When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in game two of today's doubleheader in Philadelphia. The Phillies nine and the Padres four as the Phillies sweep this twin billing against the Padres. They win it 6-4 in game one. They beat the Padres 9-4 in game two. Sam Levitt with you back inside our San Diego studios. A long day of baseball here on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap up this doubleheader. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll go back to Philly, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes. Stay tuned for that, and we'll also play all the radio highlights, recap how this one went as the Padres again lose both ends of this doubleheader to the Phillies. With the defeat in Game 2, Padres drop to 44-49. and 49. Phillies improve to 50-42. and 42. Finale of this four-game series tomorrow morning here in San Diego on the West Coast, and now the best the Padres can do to open up this 10-game road trip is split this four-game series against the Phillies. It was a first half of the season where so often we talked about the Padres taking one step forward, then one step back. One step forward, then two steps back. Sometimes, however you want to put it, two steps forward, one step back. But up and down a roller coaster of a first half of, uh, first half of the season with the Padres ultimately being under 500 at the All-Star break. Well, unfortunately, the second half has really started the same. You felt really good about what the Padres did in yesterday's game, winning it 8-3, to the offense picking up right where it left off. And really, aside from Luis Garcia in the ninth inning, the bullpen doing a pretty good job for the Padres in yesterday's game. And quite frankly, for a while in game one of the doubleheader today, you felt good. Trent Grisham, a three-run home run in the second inning. Padres had a 3 nothing lead heading into the sixth inning of game one in today's doubleheader. But the bottom line is that from that point forward, from that sixth inning on, things did not go well at all. From the end of the fifth inning on, Padres were outscored 15-5. to the rest of this doubleheader. The bullpen allowed 11 runs in the doubleheader after that fifth inning. And the Padres' offense, after Grisham's home run in the second earlier today, the three-run shot, Padres scored only five more runs the rest of the day. And then to add on to that, in game two, Adrian Morajone comes out with an injury while he's on the mound in the sixth inning. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. comes out of this game after it appeared he slipped on the warning track in the third inning going after Trey Turner's double that went off the right center field fence. He stayed in the game, took an at-bat, but a few innings later was uh, replaced by Brandon Dixon in right field. Not good, hopefully, just precaution for Fernando. And again, we will hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit from Philadelphia. But bottom line, A doubleheader that started fairly well. You felt pretty good about where they were at. Blake Snell, five scoreless innings, heading to the sixth inning. But from that point on, 
things did not go well at all. And the Padres now have been swept in a doubleheader against the team that they're chasing in the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, Tony and, and Jesse, I thought, summed it up nicely in the postgame wrap. Uh, not good. Uh, not a lot of good things in this doubleheader and a point in the year with where the Padres are at with their record, with their place in the wild card standings, where you can't afford to have many days like this. And the Padres had a bad day in Philadelphia getting swept in this doubleheader. We'll come back with the radio highlights again here from Bob Melvin coming up as well. Again, the final score in game two, the Phillies nine, the Padres four. We'll break it all down when we come back on the Padres radio network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Game 2 of today's doubleheader in Philadelphia. The Phillies 9 and the Padres 4. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. Stay tuned for that. Let's recap how this one went down in Philly here today. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. For the second time in this doubleheader, Padres took the early lead. They manufactured a run in the first inning. Taiwan Walker walked Ha-Sung Kim to start the game. Kim would steal second. The throw from Phillies catcher Garrett Stubbs went into center field. Kim went to third base. That was big because Fernando Tatis Jr. was next and grounded out to first. That scored Kim. RBI for Fernando. Padres had an early 1-0 lead in the first inning. Walker had to throw 29 pitches in the opening frame. Meanwhile, Ryan Weather got off to a good start in this game. Three scoreless innings to start the night. Walker settled in, giving up just one run through the top of the fourth inning. In the bottom of the fourth, the Padres still led 1-0. That's when Bryce Harper led off. No signal, no announcement, the usual. 1-0 pitch, hit hard in the air to deep right center. Graves from going back. He's watching. It's going to go into the Philadelphia bullpen in right center field. That will end the longest homerless drought of Bryce Harper's career. A solo shot to lead off the bottom of the fourth inning, and this game is tied 1-1. to In the fifth inning, the Padres got a leadoff double from Rugnet Odor. A really hard ground ball that hit off the Phillies' third baseman Edmundo Sosa's mitt. Rolled into left center. Official score gave it a double. Odor will take it. With one out, it was Trent Grisham at the plate. 1-2 pitch, and Grisham hits it on the ground right side, and into right field to base hit. Odor's rounding third on his way. Castellanos' throw is towards the plate, and not in time. An RBI single for Trent Grisham. Odor scores, and the Padres back in front. It's 2-1. to one. Keep on keeping on, Mr. Grisham. Yeah, good day for Trent Grisham. The home run in Game 1, a go-ahead RBI single in the fifth inning in Game 2. But... The lead did not last long. Garrett Stubbs led off the bottom of the fifth inning with a bunt single. Johan Rojas singled. Kyle Schwarber was next. Lefty to lefty against Weathers. First pitch in the air, deep to right field. Fernando back towards the corner. He'll watch. It's gone. Just over the little extension at the top of the wall. And Kyle Schwarber has now homered in both games of the doubleheader. This one, a three-run shot. And it'll give the Phillies their first lead of the day, 4-2. to two. 
Weathers was then replaced by Alec Jacob making his major league debut after giving up the a, a two-out double to Bryce Harper. Jacob struck out Alec Bohm to end the inning. So the Padres trailed 4-2. to two. They didn't score in the top of the sixth inning against Andrew Bellotti. In the bottom half, a lot was going on. Fernando Tatis Jr. was replaced by Brandon Dixon in right field when the Padres took the field on defense. Tatis appeared to come up limping after chasing a fly ball in right center field earlier in the game. It looked like on the TV replay that Tatis slipped on the warning track a little bit, stayed in the game, had another at bat, but eventually would come out. And again, we're going to hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a matter of minutes. Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll get the update on Fernando. Adrian Morahone took the mound. Bryson Stott singled. Edmundo Sosa singled to send Stott to third base. With one out, it was Johan Rojas at the plate. 0-1. Rojas again squares. Bunts it firmly back towards the mound. Morahone can't make the play, though. Rolls underneath his glove for a bunt base hit, and Stott comes in to score to extend the lead. I, I don't know that it would have mattered if he made the play. Cronenworth was pretty much all the way in, and Morty Holmes hurt. Yeah, on that play, Adrian Morahone did injure himself. He came out of the game. Brent Honeywell came in, and again, I'm sure we'll hear from Bob Melvin about Morahone as well. Honeywell got one out, but then Trey Turner hit an RBI single. That made it 6-2. to two. Honeywell stayed on for the seventh inning. He allowed three more runs on a couple of hits, three walks. A hit-by-pitch did not go well for Honeywell. Phillies led it 9-2. to two. Padres got a run back in the eighth inning on an RBI double from Juan Soto. That made it a 9-3 to three game. They would get one more run in the ninth inning on a wild pitch after Jake Cronenworth was hit by a pitch to start the inning. He would score on a wild pitch later in the inning. That made it 9-4. to four. Well, That was pretty much it. All to tell you about the final score. The Phillies 9 and the Padres 4. And like we talked about before the break, the big issue, the bullpen in this game for the Padres and in this doubleheader, the bullpen allowing 11 runs all coming after the fifth inning of this doubleheader in game one here today. And again, from the end of the fifth inning on, the Padres were outscored 15-5 to by the Phillies. Got to credit the Phillies. They battled back throughout this doubleheader, and they sweep this doubleheader from the San Diego Padres. We'll come back with much more. We'll hear from Bob Melvin when we come back. We'll get the updates, I'm sure, on Fernando Tatis Jr., his injury, and on Adrian Morahone. Hear from Bob Melvin after what was... Uh, a not-so-good day for the Padres in Philadelphia after you felt really good about what they did yesterday, continuing some of that momentum from the homestand through the All-Star break. But as it's been so often, one step forward, one step back. We'll continue to talk about it here from Bob Melvin when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Game 2 of today's doubleheader. The Phillies 9 and the Padres 4. That's after the Phillies won Game 1. 6-4, to four, not a great day for San Diego in the doubleheader in Philadelphia. Padres now will try to split this four-game series tomorrow morning here in San Diego. More on that game coming up later in our post-game coverage. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. We will take your phone calls coming up a little bit later. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. Again, beyond just the bullpen issues, the offensive issues, the Padres losing both games here today. Some of the big news out of Game 2, Fernando Tatis Jr. coming out of the game after appearing to injure his leg, it looked like. 
Uh, in the outfield, going after Trey Turner's double off the right center field fence in the third inning. It looked like Tatis sort of slipped on the warning track a little bit. Again, he would stay in, have another at bat, but eventually come out of the game uh, in the sixth inning. Adrian Morahone also trying to field the bunt, appeared to injure his leg as well. So two very significant injuries for the Padres popping up during game two. Let's go back to Philadelphia, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. I'm sure we'll hear about the injuries to Tatis and Morahone. Hone, along with Bob Melvin's thoughts on this doubleheader in Philly. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. What's the word on Fernando? Uh, twisted his ankle on the, on the warning track. Played with it for a little while, but it started to swell up a little bit, and we had to get him out of there. So day to day. Um, we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow. This seemed like one just really got away early. And yeah. Things kind of look a little sloppy and the whole thing. What can you say after this sweep that leaves you? This was a miserable day. So, you know, came off good night yesterday. Lost a tough one. And then, you know, this one, like you said, got away from us a little bit. You know, Morahone's got a, a right knee, strained his right knee. He's probably going to have to get some imaging too, so... Uh, Health-wise, not the greatest greatest night either way, but just not a not a well-played game by us. You know, both of your guys keep uh, hitting the ball hard after their little stingers, but is that any sort of concern at all that Manny having these pain? Yeah, with both of them are fingers, okay. so uh, you know it's it goes away. Um, but yeah, it's a concern. We're we're a little banged up across the board right now, and obviously for, with Fernando, not sure if he's going to be able to play tomorrow. We have some guys that are are playing hurt. Has there been any recent imaging done on either guys, Manny or Soto, for their hands? Uh, no. How surprising your bullpen, as Kevin once said, was a strength. Yeah. And your bullpen gave gave up uh, ten earned runs today. How surprising is that? Well, we are we've gone through a tough stretch. It wasn't just today. We've gone through a tough stretch uh, with our bullpen here for the last I don't know a couple of weeks. So unfortunate. You get a split tomorrow if you win, but you wouldn't make up any ground on the Phillies. Pal. Disappointing with that, just this overall outcome being. We just need to come out and win a game tomorrow, so and then move on from there. So when it, you know double headers are tough to sweep. So unfortunately, we we did get swept, and we have to come out and, and win a game tomorrow and at least get a split. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Philadelphia following this doubleheader sweep for the Phillies here today. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. So a couple of updates there. One of them on Fernando Tatis Jr., who, according to Bob Melvin, twisted his ankle on the warning track. He is day-to-day. Quite frankly, that's not terrible news. You worried it could have been, you know, something like uh, like Tony was saying during the broadcast, a, a groin, a quad, something that could really linger. Um, but I suppose of all the injuries, an ankle twist, probably a good case scenario there best case scenario for Fernando but look you don't want him injured out for any amount of time obviously but again um, he did twist his ankle maybe a little bit of good news there that it's only a twisted ankle Adrian Morahone strained his right knee uh, sounds like he'll have imaging done and you heard Bob Melvin get asked about Juan Soto and Manny Machado who both seem to be 
affected right now by something that appears to be similar, these little stingers on their hands when they take some swings. Um, Look, it's not affecting them. We've seen it for a while now. I mean, Soto continues to hit the ball hard. Manny's been awesome the last week and a half, but it is a little concerning to see that issue continue to pop up. Apparently, it's a finger issue, and uh, Bob Melvin, you heard it. He said this was a miserable day. That, uh, That puts it... Pretty succinctly, uh, the way this one went between the losses and the injuries and the bullpen issues continuing. Uh, So I thought they were very honest. Bob Melvin uh, assessing that again, saying this was a miserable day uh, for the San Diego Padres. So hopefully tomorrow a better one, but certainly here today, this uh, did not go the way the Padres wanted really in any way, shape, or form. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We have more to come. We have audio from the clubhouse, a lot to sift through here. Uh, So we will play some post-game reaction from the clubhouse house i will have that for you when we come back start digging into that clubhouse audio so stick with us this is your only place you will hear audio like that after padres games live reaction from the clubhouse as we wrap this one up again the final score in game two of today's double header the phillies nine the padres four post game show continues when we come back on the padres radio network KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. Sorry. This is Jake Cronenworth, Padres play here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in game two of today's doubleheader, Phillies 9 and the Padres 4. After the Padres fall in game one of today's doubleheader, 6-4. to four, Not a good day for the San Diego Padres. Sam Levitt with you here in our Padres Radio Network studios in America's finest city. Great to have you with us on this Saturday evening. Hope you had a great Saturday. Maybe enjoyed uh, some of the weather outside. It was a beautiful day. I'll be honest with you. I didn't get out at all today. I was in the studio at 6.30 a.m. for a 9.05 pregame start. 10.05 first pitch for game one. It's almost 8 p.m. I'm still here. I have not been outside the building since then. So, a uh, long day of baseball. Hoped we would be talking about at least a win or two on the postgame uh, here tonight, but not the case as the Padres get swept in this doubleheader by the Phillies. They have an opportunity to split this series tomorrow, but uh, obviously with where the Padres are right now, splits aren't good enough. they got to start winning this uh, these series, especially against teams that are ahead of them in the wild card standings, just like the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. We have your phone calls to get to. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also Instagram DM me, Instagram DM Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V if you want to get involved that way. Again, another major headline from the second game of this doubleheader, Fernando Tatis Jr. twisting his ankle on the warning track. It happened in the third inning on a two-out double from Trey Turner that went off the right center field fence. If you go back and watch it on TV, you can see Fernando slip a little bit on the warning track. And then afterwards, you could see he was limping around. To be honest with you, I didn't think it was all that serious because Fernando stayed in the game, had another at bat. 
played the field a few more innings, but he did end up coming out of the game. So obviously significant good news, I suppose, is that it is just apparently a twisted ankle, but enough for me. Let's go back to Philadelphia. Here from Fernando talks about uh, the injury in right field and more. Trying to go for that ball. I was thinking probably going for a jump, but at the end of the day, I read the ball. I was going a little bit way too high on the wall. And uh, I decided to stop it. Just uh, the dirt, it was too, too loose. And just my ankle flipped uh, over there. The fact that you played on, and or you were able to try to play on, would, does that mean good things? Like, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely good things. Uh, day to day, uh, let's see how I wake up tomorrow. But uh, I feel like nothing major, nothing, no big cause. So uh, I'll be ready soon. Bob said, was Obviously, it's two games, but kind of a miserable day getting swept in a doubleheader. Like, how do you guys kind of process this after the game you had on Friday? Oh, man, uh, it's, a, it's a terrible day, terrible day. I just I couldn't put it off today and uh, just flush it, I mean, and just try to come back stronger. I mean, Friday was a, was a great day for us, and uh, they look like they just bounced back, and uh, now we got to make that adjustment. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. from the clubhouse in Philadelphia. So a couple of things there. Uh, Fernando explaining what happened, and it makes sense. He you know, was kind of in between maybe trying to jump for it, although I have to take a look at the replay again. I, I don't think uh, it was going to be a catchable ball with uh, where it hit off that right center field fence. But regardless, he, he got a little caught in between, and then uh, it sounds like that ankle just uh, you know rolled a little bit. But Fernando did say there he feels like it's nothing major. So, again, all in all, you didn't know what it was until Bob Melvin spoke. I guess good news that it is uh, seemingly uh, a minor injury for Fernando Tatis Jr., although ankles can be tricky and see how he feels tomorrow. Like Fernando said, I don't know that it's a guarantee that Fernando is in the lineup tomorrow. I do have the off day on Monday. That's a piece, a piece of good news as well. And then Fernando echoing what Bob Melvin said Calling today a terrible day. Bob Melvin said earlier, a miserable day. Fernando using the word terrible to describe it uh, just a few moments ago. So look, no way around it. No secret to anybody in that clubhouse. These games are awfully important with where the Padres are, and you cannot have games in days like this moving forward. You have too many days like this, Padres aren't going to the postseason. In order to go on the run they need to go on, the Padres cannot have days like this. Obviously, and we'll get more into it, the bullpen, a major issue once again here today. And it's a mix of injuries. It's a mix of just not great performance and guys struggling and um, a mix of different factors in that bullpen right now as to why they are struggling so badly. And the offense didn't do a great job in this game on the whole, really, aside from Trent Grisham, who had a home run, who had an RBI single to put the Padres ahead in the fifth inning of game two. But really, aside from that, and Manny Machado's home run in game one to give the Padres the lead back in the eighth inning, you look at those few moments and really everything in between, not great for the Padres offensively. Quickly, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game will go with Taiwan Walker of the Phillies. Look, Walker had to throw a lot of pitches, 
96 through five innings through 29 in the first inning alone. But you know what? Even with all those pitches, you look up five innings, two runs given up, picks up the win, put the Phillies in a position where in the bottom half of the fifth inning, all it took were a couple of singles, the home run by Schwarber. And just like that, the Phillies had a two run lead. So was Walker great in this game? No, but solid enough. And uh, when you compare him to Ryan Weathers, who got off to a good start, but then ran into trouble, the Harper home run in the fourth inning, the Schwarber home run, a three-run shot in the fifth inning. you got to go with Taiwan Walker. He was the better of the two in this game. He will be our ace pitcher of the game, Philly starting pitcher, Taiwan Walker. Now let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Three and two to Bowman. Jacob delivers, and that is right down the middle. Strike three called. So Alec Jacob comes out of the bullpen for his major league debut and punches out Alec Bohm, the first guy he has ever faced. Alec Jacob, a relief pitcher of the game, the rookie, facing his first major league hitter in Alec Bohm. Tough spot. Bryce Harper on base in scoring position and struck out Bohm looking. He faced one batter, struck him out. So you know what? On a day where the Padres' bullpen on the whole was not very good, we will pick out Alec Jacob for our relief pitcher of the game. Why not? Right? One batter, got him. Major League debut. Right from double A. He's our relief pitcher of the game. Good for Alec Jacob. Certainly a bright spot in today's game and a tough day for the San Diego Padres. Again, we'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard. We're working on getting uh, more post-game reaction from the clubhouse for you as well. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, We're sifting through some of the audio we have. We heard from Fernando Tatis Jr. already. We also heard from uh, Bob Melvin. And if you missed it earlier, we also heard from uh, Blake Snell after game one. If you missed that, uh, you can uh, hear it. On Twitter, 97.3 The Fan SD. It's also up on our Instagram, 97.3 The Fan SD, or I should say 97.3 The Fan on Instagram as well. So you can hear from Blake Snell. If you missed that earlier, you can hear how Blake was feeling after the five innings because we all did wonder a bit uh, why Blake came out after just 82 pitches in game one. And, you know, look, uh, after he came out, the entire doubleheader really went south. Really did. Again, the Padres got outscored 15-5 to from after that fifth inning on. In this doubleheader here today, the bullpen on the whole had a really rough day, but uh, you can hear what Blake Snell had to say. You know, felt some soreness coming into the start and obviously had to labor in that uh, final inning. And uh, Bob Melvin and, and Blake Snell, and it, it's hard to tell based on Bob talking and Blake talking, you know, who exactly made the call. I'll say this, it didn't sound like Um, You know, Blake didn't say anything that would make you believe he disagreed with coming out of the game at that point. So, uh, look, Blake Snell got through five innings, and the bottom line is that uh, your bullpen has to find ways to get the job done. And over the course of the last handful of weeks, the Padres' bullpen on many occasions just simply has not been able to do that. And you look at game one, the 3-0 lead the Padres had, it evaporated by... Uh, before there was one out in the seventh inning. So, you know, you're asking the bullpen to get 12 outs. They got three before the lead was already given up. So 
Bottom line, guys have to be better in that bullpen. All right, let's go to the phones while we have some time. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. Let's begin today with Don in Rancho Bernardo calling in. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Thank you. Can't complain that, uh, you know, the one thing you got to remember on days like this is at least we've got a, a major league team to root for. You know, a lot of cities don't, so lots to be grateful for. But I, I've got three thoughts here tonight. Okay. The first, kind of obvious, you know, every series, I hate to say that we're in must-win situations now, but really, as you were saying, I think, in my my own opinion, is we got to get to 500 before the break, so uh, before the deadline. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, tomorrow I think is kind of a must-win in order to split the series. First thought. Second thought. Um, the first game today, absolute heartbreaker after being up 3-0 and then with that Manny shot, made it 4-3, to you know. And I, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but it really wasn't all that surprising given the struggles that are really mind-boggling. You know, our, our bullpen was so good in the early part of the year, and then now they're so bad. I I don't know. So and then the final thought I've got here, I'm going to let you go. Mm-hmm. interested to hear your thoughts is um, – Unfortunately, the injuries, are, they're minor. Hopefully they stay minor, but they're starting to creep in. And the bad news there, Sammy, is that we're, we just got out of the, the, the all-star break. And so, you know, yikes, I, I hate to see them kind of rear their head. And those are my thoughts, Sammy, so go Padres. Mm. Don, appreciate the call. I'll touch on everything you said one by one. Number one, look, I agree with you. Every game the Padres play right now is critical. It's absolutely critical every game they play and they've got to get back to 500 um, to be taken seriously as far as getting back in this postseason race. I mean, that's the the bare minimum requirement is getting back to 500. If you're going to make the postseason, you got to do that first and foremost. And every time they sneak closer to that mark and now we're going back to some point in May, you know, the last time the Padres were at 500 every time they're creeping close to that mark. Uh, They go the other way. It's that one step forward, two steps back uh, kind of thing that the Padres have experienced this season. On the bullpen, look, it's a mix of a number of different factors. Number one, the injuries, not having Wilson for a while, not having Robert Suarez the whole year to this point. Hopefully he'll be back soon here, supposed to pitch with AAA El Paso tonight. We're going to keep an eye on that game. I have not checked that box score. We will before we get off the air and running it down right now. Robert Suarez update, so I don't forget. So I'll check on what Suarez is doing if he's pitched yet in that game for El Paso. But certainly the injuries have played a part. Um... The other part of it is guys aren't pitching well. You know, guys have struggled. We know about the struggles of Luis Garcia. Brent Honeywell has struggled. Um, Tim Hill has had his struggles. Nick Martinez has had his struggles. I mean, really, aside from Josh Hader and Tom Cosgrove, and Stephen Wilson has been really good this year. He had a bit of a tough inning in his return from the IL here today, so I'll excuse it a little bit. But, I mean, look, aside from Hader and Cosgrove, a lot of these guys have had a pretty rough go the last handful of weeks. So, you know, you look at a bullpen that with the injuries for a while wasn't super deep. Guys that are struggling, veterans you have to rely on that are struggling. And that's not a a very good recipe for a bullpen that's going to be really effective. So uh, it's a number of different aspects with that bullpen that have hurt this team in the last handful of weeks. And uh, the final point there with the injuries, look, Don, it's a good point. Padres, for where they are, they've been pretty healthy this season. I mean, they've avoided 
You know, Machado, obviously, with the broken hand bone, was on the IL for a little bit. Bogarts, the wrist issue. You know, Soto's had some minor issues here and there. Fernando's been healthy. The point being, they've had, I wouldn't say, anything beyond the types of injuries, the types of bruises, and, you know, guys being banged up that teams have over the course of a baseball season. Every team has injuries and things that pop up to all kinds of different players, stars, role players, whoever, during the course of a baseball season. I will say the Padres, I mean, really aside from the Suarez injury in spring training, I mean, they haven't suffered any kind of catastrophic injury where a guy has missed months and months on end. Um, look, it's part of the, the reason why them being at the end of today, 44 and 49 is really disappointing because they've been, I think, for the most part, fairly healthy this season. The good news, the injury to Fernando, he said nothing major. That's good news. But look, they've on the on the health front, I feel like they've fared pretty well. You know, it, it could go a lot worse. We see so many injuries uh, around uh, around baseball. So uh, they've been a relatively healthy team. But uh, look, Morahone, obviously not great news. He's going to get imaging on a strained right knee now. Fernando, you know, doesn't sound serious, but not great news either. Let's go to Guy in San Diego calling in. Hi, Guy. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I, I feel sorry for the for the Padres, man, they they have been really getting hurt, and I noticed the way. Um, hey, guy, guy, do me, guy, do, guy, do me a favor. Turn your radio down in the background for me. Hold on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me turn it off. <laughs> All right, guy. All right, you ready to I go, know. guy? Yeah, I'm going okay. to go. All right, go ahead. Um, the reason why he got hurt is the reason he just was banged up somehow. I don't know what happened, but he was just banged up. Very banged up. Who are you, talk, I, who I you, who, who are you talking about, guy? Fernando? Fernando. Puffy's Jr.? Yeah. He, I'm telling you, I don't know why he gets banged up. Well, I mean, guy, he's been. Thank you for the call, guy. I mean, Fernando has been healthy since he's been back. I mean, he twisted his ankle. It happens. I'm, I'm not really sure what you want him to do. I mean, I don't think that had anything to do with anything that happened prior in the game or prior in the season. He twisted his ankle. I mean, that's not Fernando's fault. It happens. Like I've been saying, they've been relatively healthy this season. Things like twisted ankles, things like. You know, guys getting injured, those things happen. I mean, you know, hopefully, again, I was worried, as were Tony and Jesse, they were talking about it. You don't want to hear groin. You don't want to hear quad. You don't want to hear hamstring, things like that. They're all Those are all things that linger. Um, didn't sound, by what Fernando said, and we played it earlier, didn't sound like he feels it's anything too serious. So that's uh, Certainly good news. Let's go to Luis, who's calling in from Chula Vista. Hi, Luis. You're on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hello, Sammy. Long time no hear from you. How are you? I'm doing well, Luis. How you doing? Fine. Driving around town. All right. Enjoy. Thank you. Um, you know what? I think they have to play a little bit better defensively because... Mm-hmm. It it demoralizes the bullpen when these guys come in, okay? So, like, last night, luckily last night we won, 
but those errors from from Soto, those should be those should be consumed twice. And a little bit demoralizing. It takes the advantage off. You have the runs now. You got now like like this morning we had a three zero. He drops the ball and now we got three mm-hmm. two. So they got to work on a little thing. So I don't know if the morale is trying to come down a little. What do you think about that? Well, Luis, your point on the defense is a really good one. It's a really really fair point. Um, there were two plays in game one that if they get made, Padres may win that game. The first being in the sixth inning, Padres, we're going back to game one here from earlier this morning. Sixth inning, Padres leading 3-0, Stephen Wilson on the mound. Runners on first and second, two out. Brandon Marsh at the plate. Hits that line drive to left. Soto going back into his right on it. It wasn't ruled an error. It's a double. It just went over his head. But if you look at it, Soto appeared to have a beat on it, or at least thought he had a beat on it. He wasn't running at full speed. He, again, it just looked like he had a, a read on it and was going to get there fairly easily. Not a routine play, but looked like he was going to get there. And then at the last minute, had the speed up, and it went over his head. I It was a bit of a misplay from Juan Soto. If he catches that ball, and we saw the struggles he had in left field yesterday, he catches that ball. Instead of a 3-2 game, it's a 3-0 game at the end of six innings. That was, you know, if you want to call it a misplay, that was a critical, you know, missed ball there in left field by Juan Soto. And then in the eighth inning, I mean, how about this? Padres take a 4-3 lead on Manny's home run in the eighth inning. That's after... The home run by Schwarber in the bottom half of the seventh to tie the game at three. Manny Machado does an awesome job. Hits a home run in the eighth inning, puts the Padres right back in front. You, at that point, have the ability to avoid what would be a really bad loss by what Manny does. And then the first batter of the bottom of the eighth inning, Rugnet Odor is playing third base, replaced Matthew Baden a couple of innings prior. And Odor has a very routine ground ball off the bat of Bryson Stott. Easy hop. Clanked off his mitt. An error. And that started that eighth inning. And guess what? It was a critical error because with one out, single by Marsh, then the single by Harper, then the single by Schwarber, single by Turner. And in the process, the Phillies score three runs. I mean, he gets that first out of the inning. Tim Hill then struck out the next batter. You're looking at potentially there. Two outs, nobody on in a one-run game. Who knows? Maybe Tim Hill gets out of that inning easily. That's a it's a huge error in that eighth inning. So, Luis, to your point, the errors, uh, the error by Odor in the eighth inning, it was super, super hurtful. The you know, if you want to call it a, a missed read in in the sixth inning on Soto, again, it looked catchable when you look at it. I mean, yeah, you have to make these plays. We talk about the quality of baseball the Padres need to play in order to to do this, to go to the postseason, to go on the kind of run they need to go on. Well, that quality of baseball includes playing really good defense night to night, which is something the Padres have done for the most part this season. But look, they're in a position where they've got to play that kind of baseball, quality baseball, starting pitching to bullpen to offense to defense night in night out and here today in both games you know those facets weren't good enough and that's the bottom line including the defense like you said Luis uh, uh, in that game one I thought that was a big reason the Padres lost game one was because of some of the defense 
Um, all right, we'll uh, step aside here. We may come back with some more post-game audio from the clubhouse in Philadelphia, so stay tuned for that. Also, come back with more of your phone calls. Phone number is always 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. Uh, we'll give out some more of our nightly awards, out-of-town scoreboard. Much more to do as we wrap this one up. The final score, Phillies 9, Padres 4. Phillies sweep a doubleheader from the Padres here on this Saturday. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Game 2 of this doubleheader, the Phillies 9 and the Padres 4. Sam Levitt with you here in our San Diego studios. We'll go back to Philadelphia, hear some post-game reaction from Manny Machado coming up in just a minute or so, so stay tuned for that. We'll also take more of your phone calls here in a second. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. Let's first tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Well, congratulations to Kyle Schwarber. Might be the first time in my tenure here at the Padres Radio Network that we've had the same player of the game two times in the same day for a doubleheader. Kyle Schwarber, our player of the game, the three-run home run in the fifth inning, turned it from a 2-1 to Padres lead to a 4-2 to Phillies lead. That's after Schwarber had the home run to tie the game in the seventh inning in game one, the go-ahead RBI single in the eighth inning, during the opener of the doubleheader. So two home runs of the day for Schwarber and a big three-run home run in that fifth inning. And the Phillies never look back in this game. So for that, Kyle Schwarber, our player of the game. Again, full out-of-town scoreboard coming up. We will take more of your phone calls. And again, if you want to get involved on social media, tweet at me or Instagram. DM me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y. L-E-V may just interact with one of your tweets or your messages live here on the air. But first, let's go back to Philadelphia. Hear from Manny Machado after this doubleheader sweep at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies. Hitting very productively now, struggling in the bullpen. How worrisome is it that you can't get your timing together? Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, I think uh, it's kind of... What the, what the break does to you a little bit, you know, kind of, uh, you know, throws, throws our bullpen off a little bit. Guys are used to throwing every single day and, um, you know, having their routine. So, you know, whenever you, you go on a break like that, you kind of, kind of off your path a little bit and off your routine. So, um, you know, I'm really, I really worried too much about that. I think, uh, you know, that we're going to, we're going to get back into it. You know, we, we got another day here tomorrow and then enjoy the off day and then kind of get right back into it again. So, uh, I think tomorrow's going to be a real big, big bounce back for us. And, um, you know, not really to work. How important is that bounce back? It's huge. I mean, we, yeah, it's tomorrow's a must-win for us. I think every game is, uh, like I said, we got to leave it off 110%. I think, uh, you know, we did a really, really good job today. Um, 
you know, leaving it out there. We just came up short both times, and um, you know, sometimes that happens. Can you step back a little bit? Not very many people have 300 home runs. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know obviously a huge accomplishment, and that's pretty uh, pretty awesome milestone to to, to complete. So uh, you know, I'm very blessed to uh, you know have one of the big leagues, and 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 um, you know. God bless me with 300 more, 299 more. So hopefully best of me with a couple more and, um, you know, a couple more wins as well. Do you, do you think this team has everything it needs to go on the run you guys have been yeah, looking for? Yeah, we do. I mean, we got the players. I think we all believe in each other here. And I think, uh, you know, we're not going to take anything for granted. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy. And we're going to have to fight for it. And we're going to have to uh, you know, go, and be, go above and beyond. So, uh, you know. Days like this, like today, it's, it's it's a grind. It's it's two days. It's it's hot out there. I mean, it was it was it was a tough tough one, and uh, you know, slipped away from us that first one. You know, they they fought back and they, they came back into that game, and we came up a little short there. And then you know, obviously, uh, that second game, um, you know, could have done a little bit better offensively. Um, we put a couple more runs there when we had a chance to, but uh, you know, we didn't. And that's just how it is. Um, you know, but you know, tomorrow's gonna be a Big day. We got we got two aces on the mound, and um, you know we got to go out there and try to try to come out with the victory. A lot of times. All right, that was Manny Machado from the clubhouse after this game here today. Padres falling nine to four in game two of this doubleheader. I thought a pretty positive Manny there uh, after the game, but look, I mean, you know, if you're the Padres right now, I. <laughs> I feel like you have to be positive. I mean, I, I don't know what other way you go about it. Um, I mean, I guess the hard part when you look at this right now is, again, it's that same thing we talked about so often in the first half, right? And it's the one step forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing we've talked about all year where you look at the Padres entering today seven and two in July winners of six of seven opportunity in game one of this doubleheader to win four in a row something the Padres have not done this year and not only did they lose game one of the doubleheader but it was a really bad day for the bullpen the game was right there for the taking a three nothing lead heading into the sixth inning And then to compound that, it really just ended up being whatever adjective you want to use. We heard Fernando Tatis Jr. call it a terrible day. We heard Bob Melvin call it a miserable day. Ended up being one of those days, and there have been way too many of those days for the Padres here in 2023. And the part that concerns you is that now 93 games into the season, we keep waiting for this ball club to find that rhythm, right, the timing for everything to work at once. And the bullpen right now is a good example. For so long, and I read off the numbers during the pregame earlier, and today didn't improve those numbers, but I'm going to read them off here, what it was at coming into today in a second. But the bullpen had been really a strength of this team for a while. Um, Let me get my numbers here. This is before today. Haven't had a chance to calculate the numbers after today, but I don't think they've got a whole lot better. Last 21 games entering today, including game one of the doubleheader, a 6-3 ADRA for the bullpen since June 19th. The bullpen in the first 71 games of the season had a 3-2-1 ERA. Again, they were really a strength of this team through 70-plus games, but the last month, 
been a very, very different story in the bullpen again here today. Not great at all. So the starting pitching has been really good all year. We know that. But now at a time where the starting pitching continues to be good, the offense, not a great example of it today, but on the whole has been better with runners in scoring position, with power, with just scoring runs in general. Well, now with the offense clicking at least a little bit more, well, now the bullpen is the unit faltering. So you talk about timing. You talk about clicking on all cylinders. You talk about getting into a rhythm, the types of things the Padres must do in order to go on the kind of run they need to go on. And for whatever reason, 90-plus games in, they have not been able to sustain it for for a, a good stretch. I mean, look, six, seven games, that's not a stretch. That's not long enough for what they need to do. Can they do that? We're going to find out. It's the whole key to the rest of this season. If this team can click and go on a real run, but... You know, when you split a series against the Phillies, which is now the best they can do if they win tomorrow, right now for where the Padres are at, that's not good enough. It's not. They've got to win these series. You can't be getting swept in doubleheaders. Just can't happen right now, and it did here today. All right, we'll step aside or no. I think we're done with our breaks. You're on the Padres Radio Network. We are. All right, got ahead of myself. We are done with the breaks, but we are not done with our postgame coverage. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, tell you what's going on around the majors. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, a number of finals already, couple of games still going on. First, the game's going on right now, a bit of a wild one in Anaheim. The Astros and the Angels tied at 9 in the 7th inning. Tigers leading the Mariners 6-0 in Seattle in the 7th inning. Other games, everything else is wrapped up. Game one of a sort of doubleheader in St. Louis. It was actually the uh, resumption of a suspended game from yesterday. Nationals won it in 10 at 7-5 in St. Louis. The second game in St. Louis, Cardinals won it 9-5. Other finals, Yankees beat the Rockies 6-3 in Colorado. Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run in that game for New York. Dodgers beat the Mets 5-1 in New York. Earlier today, the Mets continue to struggle. Remember, the Mets had won six in a row before that Saturday game against the Padres. They've now lost four in a row. So, talked about the similarities between the Padres and the Mets, right? Both are struggling to have sustained winning, sustained success, even into the second half of the year. White Sox beat the Braves earlier, 6-5 in Atlanta. Doubleheader today between the Rays and the Royals. Game one of that doubleheader, it was 6-1 Tampa Bay over Kansas City. Game two of that doubleheader, Rays beat the Royals 4-2. Brewers beat the Reds 3-0 in Cincinnati. Owen Miller, former Padre minor leaguer, a home run in that game for Milwaukee. Twins beat the A's 10-7 in Oakland. Giants over the Pirates 3-1 in Pittsburgh. It was the Phillies. Well, that's the the game here. (laughs) I don't need to talk about that. Orioles beat the Marlins 6-5 in Baltimore earlier today. Rangers Rangers beat the Guardians 2-0 in Arlington. Blue Jays beat the D-backs 5-2 in Toronto. Bo Bichette, a home run in that game for Toronto. Cubs beat the Red Sox 10-4 in Chicago. Cody Bellinger, a grand slam in that game for the Cubs at Wrigley. 
And that is it around the majors. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on it this Saturday evening. All right, we have a minute, so let's squeeze one more phone call in. And uh, we'll also have our play of the game coming up as well. So let's uh, squeeze a phone call in, get to our uh, play of the game here too. All right, let's go to, I believe it's Heather who's calling in. Is this Heather? You're on the air. Maybe not, Heather. Say hello. You might be on the air. (laughs) All right. uh, I don't think we have anybody there. Might have been Heather. May not have been Heather. I suppose the world will never know. Let's tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Lefty to lefty against Weathers. First pitch in the air, deep to right field. Fernando back towards the corner. He'll watch. It's gone. Just over the little extension at the top of the wall. And Kyle Schwarber has now homered in both games of the doubleheader. This one, a three-run shot, and it'll give the Phillies their first lead of the day, 4-2. to two. This, uh, we may have to rename it the Kyle Schwarber postgame show. <laughs> play of the game in game one, play of the game in game two. The three-run home run for Schwarber in the fifth inning gave the Phillies a 4-2 to two lead. At that point, the Padres were leading 2-1, to one, and Schwarber's three-run home run is second of the day. Put the Phillies ahead. They did not look back as they win it 9 to four and it wrapped up a not so good day for the San Diego Padres in Philadelphia again the Padres end today 44 and 49 back to five games below 500 Phillies improved to 50 and 42 Phillies picked up wins 49 and 50 here on this Saturday setting up the final game of this series in Philadelphia tomorrow good pitching matchup tomorrow right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres right-hander Zach Wheeler on the mound for Philly first pitch at 10 35 a.m. tomorrow and our equal water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 9 35 so again 9 35 pregame 10 35 a.m. first pitch hope you'll join us tomorrow for the final game of this four-game series in Philadelphia. Long day of baseball here on the Padres Radio Network today. I was here at 6.30 a.m. It's now 8.30 p.m. So how many hours is that here in the studio? Certainly the longest I've spent in the studio so far in my tenure here with the Padres. So that's 14 hours? Yeah, 14. 14 hours. Long day, but worth it. Certainly wish I had a couple of wins, at least one win to talk about. Didn't work out that way. But try again tomorrow. Padres could still split this series in Philadelphia. Taking a look at the final totals in this one here today. Game two of this doubleheader for the Phillies. Nine runs, 12 hits, one error. They left on eight for the Padres. Four runs, six hits, no errors. They left on six. Winning pitcher was Taiwan Walker, who improves to 11-3. and three. Losing pitcher, Ryan Weathers, who drops to one and six. Time of game, three hours and 10 minutes. And the crowd in Philadelphia, Four game two, 33,132.
As always, if you missed any of our post-game coverage, you can catch up with all of it, any of it, on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Philadelphia Phillies 9 and the San Diego Padres 4 as the Phillies sweep a doubleheader against San Diego. Talk to you tomorrow morning on the Padres Radio Network. <laughs>